0: Welcome to Bayer Hortcast with your field representatives from right around Australia. In this Hortcast, we'll give you a quick wrap up of the season at hand and things to look out for, including events coming up around you and everything related to growing healthy horticultural crops. We are passionate about the future of horticulture and crop protection, and we look forward to having you join us on Bayer Hortcast. Well, welcome to Bayer Hortcast, it's episode two, And joining me today on the Bayer Hortcast is Nick Matthews, all the way over in Townsville, Queensland. How are you today, Nick?
1: Yeah, great, thanks,
0: Craig. How are you? Yeah, going good down here in the southwest of Western Australia, mate. Probably almost as far across the country, in a diagonal sense anyway, away from you, mate. But I'm down here amongst the, uh, I suppose, apples and pears, a few grapes, avocados, fruits and veggies and things like that. And I know you've definitely got a few of those crops, but we're going to talk about a whole range of crops specific to your region today. So, yeah, going really well Nick and it's great to have you on, you're a market development agronomist like myself and we work in the Bayer program to sort of bring those products through to registration and you know also post-launch just to help people understand and get the best out of the products but also specifically today we're going to touch on a very important stewardship program which is really important for up in your region there and indeed all around the country I suppose. So yeah, it's really good. I mean, up where you are in that part of the world, obviously sugarcane's a big crop as well, Nick. And one of the really important thing is obviously the stewardship programs and we'll touch on that in a moment in re- relation to the Imidaclope Ridge Stewardship Program and some really great resources that you've been involved with in the industry. So we'll get on to that. But Nick, yeah, how's it going in your neck of the woods up there at the moment?
1: Yeah, really good. Thanks, Craig. It's um, We're into that what's supposed to be the dry spell, or well, our dry season, yep. but um, it has been a bit uh, a bit damp. So the sugarcane crush is uh, so it's attempting to, to, to get started. Um, some areas are, are going to struggle more than others, mm-hmm. uh, particularly up in that wet tropics. Uh, they've had a quite a lot of rain, and guys up there will be, I suppose, dodging the showers. Um, but where I am today, I'm talking to you from uh, air, just uh, in the Burdekin, the heart of the Burdekin, and um, yeah, it's quite overcast and windy here today with uh, sort of showers around and uh, guys are saying that it's a bit, it's a slow start to the crush but um, it's a start nonetheless and uh, I think that sort of uh, everyone breathes a bit of a sigh of relief and they can get underway and, and get things happening particularly you know when it's such a long season. It's a, usually a five-month sort of crush and mm-hmm. um, of late they've had good runs but um, yeah, they're always going to get a season up you know here or there where it will be interrupted by rainfall and yeah that's just the nature of the the beast isn't it it's uh it's a challenge at times
0: yep sure is no matter where you are in the country it's uh variable and things are always different and, and going on and over here in the southwest of wa is certainly challenging start to the broadacre season in particular and you said it's uh gray and overcast and windy well it's exactly the same down here but i imagine the temperatures. Are a little bit different, Nick. But um, yeah, wherever you are, there's challenges, and I guess that's part of our job is to you know help fine tune our products, Bayer products, um, and others into you know how they fit. So yeah, what what other um, what other sort of crops are you dealing with up in that region as well? Just for listeners, just you know how far do you range around from Townsville?
1: Yeah, right. So from Townsville, I. I can go north uh, four or five hours to the Atherton Tablelands, which is uh, a beautiful place or it beautiful is. part of the world. Yep. And um, that's a very productive area up there. So it covers pretty much all the, the you know, what crops you can think from A to Z um, are grown on the Tablelands. And then as you, you come back to the coast, um, so predominantly bananas in that um, Tully Innisfail Area And then as you head further south, uh, you, you'll come sort of more into sugarcane. And then, um, yeah, the, the tropical veg and, and horticulture, so the you know, fruit and veg crops uh, that we are synonymous with, things like melons and um, tomatoes and capsicums, um, quite a big area there around the Burdekin, Gumloo, Bowen districts. And uh, obviously, you know, there's mangoes in, in through that as well. So it's a really diverse area. It's very productive. And it's, um, it's a great place to live and to work because you're always doing something different. And, um, you know, it's a challenge, but it's, it's a really uh, fun and, and lovely place to, to be. I'm blessed.
0: Yeah, it sounds great, Nick, and uh, lots of great crops and things. We'll talk on a couple of those a little bit later on, but we want to just now perhaps first turn our attention to back to the sugar cane and a really important program. I mean, in terms of my knowledge of the area, I've visited that uh, beautiful part of the world a few times on holidays and things, but... Um, we'll get you to talk specifically on a program you know that's uh, really important for that particular area especially given you've got the Great Barrier Reef nearby and whatnot it's all part of it so uh, Nick yeah I'll hand it over to you and let's talk through the Sugarcane Imiter Bridge Stewardship Program.
1: Yeah look thanks it's um, this is a really important stewardship program that's it's, I guess it's, it's important for the whole industry and it's, it's not just um, our product, Comfort or guard which is uh, involved. You know, as I guess the lead registrant in this market, Bayer um, are really taking the lead because um, sugarcane is such a, a vital crop uh, for this part of the world. I mean for Queensland generally, but um, you know, up in the north we do produce the, the majority of the cane up here. And obviously, one of the key pests are you know, cane grub or the grey cane beetle, and that's um, that's a big problem. And we've been really lucky in the last um, almost twenty years to have a, a really good active ingredient in imidacloprid to to help keep that pest uh, under control and manageable, particularly you know the damage it can do to the to the roots and the stools. Um, now, look, we're not obviously the only product in this space, but um, we've developed this. This stewardship program as a, as, a, I guess, a vehicle for applicators or um, imidacloprid applicators to, I guess, refl- refresh their knowledge a little bit on the label. And it's been around. It's a mature product. It's, it's been in the market for a while. And it's about just sort of coming back to the label and um, understanding what are the key points and what do you really need to look out for. And, and a lot of the work this is that um, this has been done off the back of is the work by Sugar Research Australia, and they've been very proactive in this space, um, looking at you know different um, application depths and how that may affect runoff. Because as you've mentioned, you know our proximity to the Great Barrier Reef is is key in all of this, and the last thing we want to do as you know good um, uh, I suppose citizens and and our social license in this area is to have a product that actually detrimentally affects the environment so Mm. so what we're really trying to do is to have a i guess a a strong package um, uh, that really helps growers understand what are the key points and you know if i can just talk to a couple of those key points and really it's it's about the application depth to begin with and a lot of this we're talking about occurs in ratoon crops, so that's after the first year of, of um, plants. That needs, the imidacloprid needs to be applied generally through a, a stool splitter. and um, So it's about having the, the, the correct equipment to deliver the product at the right depth and to do it accurately across the whole field is, or block is, is really critical. So it needs to be put at 100 to 150 millimetres below the soil surface. And um, and that needs to be checked regularly uh, during that application process. And not only that, but you've got to have good um, nozzle delivery uh, s- s- systems. So it's got to be positioned in the right place to to get that stream of of chemical down to the bottom of that furrow or the slot, which is um, you know where you want it to be placed. Um, you know, if you're using a, a flat fan nozzle or you're spraying it onto the inside of your coulters or those sort of things, um, that's just going to end up in, in spreading that product through that slot profile and it, there'll be a, a percentage and possibly a large percentage that ends up near the surface and that's not going to be effective for grub control or it's, um, it potentially could lead to, you know, off-target implications. So, you know, detections in waterways and things like that, which is definitely what we don't want. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, those those are the key points. So, getting it to the correct depth, covering it up immediately, and uh, making sure that you're not, you know, having excess applied at the ends of the rows before you start. Or when you finish, when you're um, you know lifting up the the, uh, the application equipment at the ends of the um, the rows, turning around, and that sort of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, they are the key points.
0: Yeah, I noticed that Nick on the the little the great little introduction video, which we can talk about in a moment. But um, certainly, you can Google that quite easily. That one, we'll find that on the Bayer website at crop.bayer.com.au under the news section. And when I was watching it, I was really impressed by just how. um, clear the video was in these messages that you've just spoken about here on the Bayer Hawkcast, and you know one of those ones in particular that people may not think about is yeah, paying attention really paying attention to when you lift the machine out that you definitely you know have switched things off and whatnot. So I was really impressed for someone that's not involved with sugar cane myself, um, it was really clear to me what was really trying to be done. So I think it's fantastic that the industry has worked together, as you say, a lot of research and things to come up with these uh, resources. And you know, we'll talk a little bit about a couple of those in a moment, such as the instructional video, you know, the training. Training package and also this really interesting um, application measurement gauge that that's cool. So could you just touch on what's sort of in the videos and training package and how would people you know access that if they're interested? It's it's been
1: rolled out to oh, across beauty. the industry. So um, yeah, look, we've tried to really blanket this um so not only with the the channel partners or resellers yep. um but also with those other extension agronomists so you know people that work in in more in that envir- environmental space so mm-hmm. the the people doing the water sampling and uh, oh, yeah. but but those guys who are actually also on farm um, helping develop you know, BMP farm plans for growers, it's really critical that they have a good understanding of you know, what to look out for with these, these types of application equipment and you know, what is good application and what's not. So part of the, the package that we put together was um, a very detailed uh, presentation that went through the background and the label in terms of you know, the key points around application that I've already spoken about. But then we we really deep dived into different types of application equipment and, you know, it varies from area to area uh, based on, you know, the farming systems and the row configurations and all those sort of factors um, because it's quite variable. So, you know, people need to have a good understanding of what is acceptable application and and the label is very clear. You know, you need to have it at the correct depth and it needs to be covered over and um it's got to be at the right you know in the right timing so you know you're thinking about putting a soil applied insecticide down you know that needs to work in Mm. later in the wet season when the grubs um eventuate after the beetles lay their eggs and you're really trying to target those early instar larvae so Having an understanding of the biology of the pest is also really important. So, you know, putting it on too early in the season can lead to other, you know, detrimental effects. Possibly, um, but it's also may not be effective. And that's the, that's the other key thing that growers need to be aware of. So, but part of that package um, was also the video that you've touched on, and that gives a really, you know, clear and and outline of how to apply into return cane which is the majority of the the cane market in terms of you know, the liquid imidacloprid applications and then to, to back that up and to finish it off we have a, a short quiz to um for people to undertake and that was a for our resellers that was a mandatory uh, thing to do um but for the other agronomists in the industry that was a, I guess a, a Um, there was no obligation, but we really um, would prefer if they did do that and just to upskill and make sure that everyone's sort of on the same page with the same, I guess, accreditation in this space.
0: Yeah, really good. And the measurement tool, I noticed that that's been co-developed with others in the program and and there's quite a few of those that are going to be available or may already be out there, Nick. So can you describe what that tool actually is? Yeah, so
1: look, this is a, a... stainless steel ruler, essentially, that's been uh, custom made to um, be able to place into the Colter slot after application. So applicators, you know, when they're checking how their application is going across their block, they can really get a, a, an easy and a quick um, measure on their slot depth, which is really the key point here. And that's what the research is shown. You know, if it's put down at the right depth, um, any off movement of the product is greatly reduced and that's the key point. So really application um, was what we identified as the main thing that we can really help improve. And so having this tool just gives growers, I guess, a reminder to get out and to have a check. Um, but it's also, I guess, giving them that consistency as well so you know they're not just using a stick or a screwdriver or something you know they've got a they've got a proper tool now that can that can stay in the toolbox or hang it off the the applicator and it's there and it's um and it's it's ready for them to to do that on a regular basis
0: that's really good nick yeah because how long is a stick mate Mm, exactly (laughs) yeah no very good that sounds excellent how would growers get hold of that or applicators of the products um how do they get hold of these and access the program
1: yeah, look, it's um, they they probably should talk to their either their Bayer rep or their local agronomist or productivity services um, agronomist, and um, there'll be supplies available um, if if they've done the the training online, and um, that's a that's another easy thing to do. You can go to you can just punch in the sugarcane imidacloprid stewardship program into your search engine and um, up. You know, should pop the the video, and you can check that out, and um, and then it's just a question of either giving us a call or talking to your local agronomist, and um, we can have one you know out there in uh, in
0: a short space of time. Sounds great. And if you can't find that or have any difficulties simply going to au. that's got our contact phone number there also finding the uh, representatives in your local region so you can do that as well crop.payer.com.au
1: It's a really handy resource there too
0: It sure is. So, no, it sounds really good, Uh, Nick. It's an excellent program. Yeah, as I said before, for me, not being in that space, uh, having a look at the video and just seeing some of the resources and knowing how precious, you know, the environment is everywhere, but particularly up in that neck of the woods um, that we want to protect, get it right we want the products to work properly and have them available for the future so that's really interesting and yeah thanks for giving us some great insights into that i'm going to talk to richard dickman from public affairs and sustainability just generally about sustainability because i think he was involved with the program in that sense as well so we'll go over to richard well, we've been talking today on this podcast about the Sugarcane Nimitoclope Ridge Stewardship Program, and really important to understand where that fits and understand, you know, how is Bayer involved in sustainability. And I'm really pleased to be joined today by Head of Public Affairs and Sustainability for Bayer Crop Science, Richard Dickman. How are you today, Richard? I-
2: very well, Craig, how are you?
0: Yeah, really going well. It's been really good talking with Nick Matthews about this program, this uh, stewardship program up there that's so important, but you know I'd really love you to give listeners a, an idea of you know what is Bayer doing in the sustainability place and why why is it actually important to to be involved with this and and really work hard on it.
2: Sure, Craig. well uh, Bayer uh, has uh, is interested and it is is really serious about sustainability. You know, it's a term that's been around for quite a while, but it's becoming even more increasingly important. Uh, You know, financial markets and consumers are more and more interested in where their food comes from and how it was grown, how it was produced and so on. So, you know, this might seem a challenge for agriculture, but we at Bayer honestly believe that uh, if we wisely apply good technology, agriculture can be a part of the solution. And, you know to address some of the issues that uh, the world is facing mm. so Bayer is uh, will be making some uh, significant announcements in this space uh, in 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 the near future so so stay, stay tuned for that
0: and Richard you know the stewardship program um, you know how does it all relate to that in terms of you know the sugar. Kane in the clapebridge stewardship program we've talked about extensively you know what is it specifically that's been done to get to that point and deliver such a great stewardship program for australian food producers
2: yeah well um, craig of course uh, before we talk about you know bigger programs where we might be looking at the future we absolutely have to make sure that uh, the current products that we've got in the marketplace are you know, used um, are assessed uh, correctly uh, in terms of their science and uh, they're used correctly right along the, the value chain. Mm. And in this respect, uh, I'd, I'd like to acknowledge the partners in the in the Sugarcane and Stewardship Program. So these are Sugar Research Australia, uh, the Queensland Department of Environment and Science, the Queensland Department of Agriculture and Forestry, our friends over at New Farm who also sell some uh products, and uh, the advisor uh, pharmacist. Um, I'd also like to acknowledge the dedicated work of our uh, of Bayer's Queensland Sugarcane team. Uh, their daily dedication to and, and uh, focus on customer needs is really excellent. So each of these parties have shared their scientific data and their knowledge and agreed a path forward uh, without any any pre agendas. You know, so we're now working closely to get the key messages out to farmers, to growers. Um, it's really kind of stewardship in action, it's, it's sustainability in action.
0: Yeah, really great. And Richard, you know, where can listeners find out more about the sustainability program at Bayer? Right,
2: probably the easiest way is that they just go to their browser and type in Bayer Australia sustainability. Uh, that'll take them to a page and there's a document there. Uh, looking at some of the work we've been doing over the last few years in sustainability uh, and probably that's a good place to go when we make some further announcements uh, in the future of what we're going to be doing doing
0: going forward. Uh, it's really great Richard, thank you so much for joining us on the Bayer Hortcast today just helping us to understand everyone listening you know where the programs tie together and now I'm going to go back over to Nick Matthews and we'll talk about a few other different crops that Bayer has uh, a lot to do with. Turning now our attention to other crops, Um, we talked about bananas, of course, and and plenty of others as well, but what's needing to be done in the bananas at the moment and where do Bayer products potentially fit into that? Both, you know, there's fungicides, but we also have biological products that you would want to touch on as well, no doubt.
1: Yeah, certainly, Craig. Look, um, Bayer and bananas are, you know, synonymous. They go together like... (laughs) Like uh, any of those, you know, <laughs> things that you can think about. I just can't think of one now. What's what's a good one?
0: Um, oh, hand in glove. Um,
1: <laughs> hand chicken in glove and egg. Yep. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, look, um, I mean, Bayer have been obviously really instrumental in initially developing the programmed approach and having that sort of, um, I guess, the, the beauty was that, you know, we've got the products that can really back up and um, give growers a good control of the key leaf spot diseases that are the issue in bananas. So, and that's namely yellow Sigatoka is, is is the is the bad one. Um, and we've had a, a product in there for for several years now called Lunar Privilege, um, which is a you know a, a recent generation SDHI uh, fungicide, um, very good product. But I think with the uh, the understanding that these products don't last forever, and um, Bayer's really taken a proactive lead here, and and developed a co-formulated product called Lunar Experience, and this product's uh, just been registered in bananas, and um, so it's a co-formulation of fluopyram, so the active that's that's already in Lunar Privilege, plus uh, tebuconazole, so a um, a DMI fungicide, which is um, you know widely known in the banana industry for for many years, so. Having this co-formulated product now really gives growers, I guess, um, I suppose, a, a peace of mind that we've got um, got their back in terms of resistance management, because we certainly don't want to see what happened with the streblurins, i.e., Flint, um, you know, where we lost that active ingredient through resistance. Um, so this is a real proactive step forward for the industry and, and just keeping uh, keeping molecules in the toolbox for growers. Um, in, you know in the into the future so they can control leaf spot diseases
0: yeah really important because we all love our bananas so much and we want you to keep producing them that's for sure nick
1: well, look, bananas are a, a real staple, aren't they? And, you know, they're sure. in the lunchbox, they're on the breakfast table. Yep. Um, they're just such a, I guess, part of, and the, I mean, Australia, we produce, um, you know, all of our bananas here, which is a, a really strong point. So it's a, it's a it's a strong industry. We need to keep it strong. And, you know, Bayer are working with, with growers um, every day just to you know, help them produce their bananas uh, more efficiently and, um, you know, also with, with a lot, less uh i suppose inputs and and labor and and things like that because um you know we've got other products that are coming through too which also really help to bolster that program and to to work around these you know these key ingredients or key active ingredients in that fungicide space
0: yeah great one there and nick on the last uh biohawk we talked about um some of our biological products in other crops and different ones, but I know there is some, or you know, one in bananas as well. Did you just want to touch on our biological um, product in, in Serenade Prime there?
1: Yeah, look, that's been a, a recent addition to the, I guess, the fungicide toolbox uh, for bananas, and that's a, it's a great addition because it's, like you said, it's a biological. Um, it's registered across a couple of key leaf spot diseases, um, it does need to be applied with oil, um, so that's a, that's a key point, but um, you know, it fits really well into a, into a standard oil program, um, and it does allow you to, I suppose, mix up your protectants as well. So you know, we're really positioning it as a protectant fungicide, so it needs to be applied regularly, um, but it's, 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 re- it's relatively cost-effective, and it's got a, a low use rate as well, so one litre per hectare, Um, plus 5 litres of of, uh, a good quality, narrow-range miscible crop oil. Um, So, uh, you know, that's the, I suppose, the basis for that protecting program. And then you just uh, come in and you slot in those uh, systemics, what we call the systemic fungicides, so the single-site products, um, like the Lunar Experiences um, I've touched on, um, and to really, you know, give growers... um, I guess, a robust program, which helps them, you know, not only get on top of leaf spots, but also um, improve their their plant health because um, Serenade Prime is is a great product for, you know, giving that plant a a bit more, um, I suppose, a kick along. Uh, It does activate some plant health mechanisms and things like that. Um, plus it's an organically certified product, so, you know, who wouldn't love it? It's a, it's a great product to be able to add into that uh, fungicide space
0: toolbox. Yeah, really important as part of a program approach, just uh, as we were saying, and then, yeah, really important one there, and I think, you know, in future Bayer Hawkcasts we will touch on Serenade, Prime but also Serenade Opti is another product that we will uh, touch on in other crops as well and we already did that in episode one if you're interested in having a look but it's really important with any of these that you read the label uh, well and get advice from your local advisor or get in touch with Bayer and as we said you can get that quite easily through crop.bayer.com.au. Now Nick a new product that is coming to the market very soon Um, it's not registered at the moment but that's uh, viego forte
1: yeah that's right that's another exciting addition to our portfolio it's um that'll be a a really useful tool for growers so this is a a new uh, generation insecticide that um, we're bringing through for banana weevil borer control so It's essentially going to replace our confidor guard for banana weevil borer control in that space. Um, But it's a, you know, it'll have a low use rate. It'll be easy to apply. um, So it'll be very, very good in that space.
0: Yep, sounds great, and it's just important to point out that at the time we're recording this, talking about it today, Nick, that Viego Forte is not a registered product, and obviously that's undergoing evaluation, and when that's available, I'm sure um, listeners will know about it, and again, make sure you read the labels of any crop protection products at any time.
1: Yeah, so we're expecting that to come through later this year, and yeah. Um in the meantime, um, or when it when it does get registered, we'll have some uh, you know demonstration plots uh, going that you know, growers will give some feedback on, and uh, hopefully you know, get some material through, either on the you know the Twitter feed or the the Bayer website. So uh, watch the space.
0: Yep, that's a good point too that you raised there. The market development team and everyone at Bayer is really always keen to show users uh, what our products can do and, yeah, we've got a lot of of, uh, products and projects and... You know, field programs all the way around the country, and as you just said, uh, really want to show people those uh, those those things so that you can get the best out of our products, and that's what it's all about. If they fit for you, and we can show you how to get the best out of it, then it's a a really good situation. Yeah, the programs are there, and you know you've got field demonstrations, but you know just generally also you're available to get in touch with, and you can do that through the website, as I've said a couple of times. But importantly, um, you can you can get in touch with Nick Matthews via Twitter. What's your Twitter handle, Nick?
1: So Craig, uh, the, the the Twitter handle doesn't get much of it, uh, I guess a, a use these days, but um, I'm certainly um, on it. It's at n j m a t number two S, So at nJ Matt choose so a bit of a bit of a mouthful, but um, it's a short one, so if you want uh, yeah flick drop me a line or email, and um, yeah, always happy to chat
0: all right sounds good, and I'll put Nick's uh, Twitter handle or contact in the show notes, the podcast notes and listeners you know let's challenge Nick here let's really get his uh, Twitter. Uh, contacts up so next time we're talking Nick you'll say you've been inundated <laughs> I hope <laughs>
1: I hope so too
0: <laughs> very good no but we are very genuine in that uh, the team is always available and we you know, would love to, to help you out get the best out of the products so that's really good um, Nick I think that we've covered a, a good range of topics there was there anything else you wanted to touch on
1: Yeah, look, no, that's that's been great. Thanks, Craig. Um, I mean, there's always lots to talk about, but, um, yeah, I think let's keep it uh, short and sharp and um, obviously not not get carried
0: away at this at this stage Right. so the podcast here Bayer Hortcast episode two uh, you might be interested in listening back to episode one as well you'll easily find that at our website but um, Nick thanks very much we'll definitely be talking to you again in the future on a on a future Bayer Hortcast and yeah really important listeners if you do have any feedback any ideas get in touch with us and let us know what you would like to hear about here on the podcast
1: no uh, worries. Thanks, Craig.
0: Appreciate it. All right, great talking to you, Nick. Take care up there. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this Bayer Hordcast. To get more information about anything you heard on today's episode, phone one 800 to get in touch with us or visit the web at crop.bayer.com.au. Thanks for listening.